Iowa everywhere. Are you guys ready to roll? Ready to make some money? We're going to make some more money this week, and then I'm going to encourage you to all go to a low-cost index fund and put your winnings in there and then watch it grow over the course of decades. My name is Chris Williams. Welcome to Locks of the Week. Of course, we are presented by our friends at Circa and Circa Sports Iowa, the best damn sports betting app you can get here in the great state of Iowa. You know why? I was doing this last night. I was betting on the two-lane game because I love my green wave. And boom, got myself an extra half a point because I checked Circa because their lines are better. You guys should check it out too. I'm not BSing you on this. It's amazing. Every week now, I'll have like four or five people tweet at me. Thanks for telling me about Circa. The lines are better. I've been telling you about it. Join the club. If you want to hear a real expert comb through my picks, download the Iowa Everywhere podcast. The locks picked uh, with and Mike Palm's going to join me on the podcast feed to dissect these selections. Went two and two last week. Really a, a tough week for me though because it was one of the best betting bet weeks I've ever had in my life, and I gave you guys out two and two, which sucks. I, I really wanted the four and zero last week because I like those games a lot. Uh, Nineteen sixteen and one on the year, and I don't. I'm not, like, in love with this week's games. So what am I going to do with you? Well, we have to have some content, and I'm going to what I know, and we are going exclusively in the Big 12 Conference this week. And we'll start with the Iowa State Cyclones on the road at Oklahoma State. A beaten and battered Oklahoma State team. You wonder where their psyche is. It's a little bit scary because Gundy's really good in the sense that he's good in one-score games. I think Gundy's as good of a motivator as there is in the Big 12 Conference right there probably with Matt Campbell. I think that's Matt Campbell's strength is the motivation throughout the course of a year. Uh, Culture, all that good stuff. But listen, I just think that there's a reason generally why you see a 1-5 in team in the league that is on the road and favored over a team that was in the top 25 last week. When you are a casual better who knows nothing about these teams, you look at this and you pound Oklahoma State, much like Oklahoma State and Kansas last week, right? A lot of people are like, God, I can't believe that line. There's usually a reason why. I think Iowa State's a much better team than their 1-5 record would indicate. However, you're still 1-5. The thing I love about Vegas is they don't really give a damn because they're all about making money here and now. That's why Iowa State is favored. You have two teams perceivably going in the opposite direction. You have one elite defense versus a defense that can't stop the run. And then Oklahoma State's offense is completely banged up, and we don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Iowa State under Matt Campbell, for some reason, plays. They they play well on the road. I, I can't put my finger on it. We saw it a few weeks back against Texas. I think they do it again. I actually like Iowa State by a couple of touchdowns here. I think that's an indictment on Oklahoma State's injury issues as much as it is the Cyclones. Let's go to Waco. I voted Baylor number one in my preseason ballot in the league, and they're starting to really look like that team. They um, are moving the football. You know, they still gave up 35 against Oklahoma last week, but that's a really potent Oklahoma offense when it's rolling. 
And then you have to ask yourself, I think, with Kansas State, a team uh, like Oklahoma State, pretty beaten up right now, although they clearly handled Oklahoma State a few weeks ago. We whiffed on that one here on the locks. Where's, o- where's Kansas State at right now? They peaked out. I don't really know. I do think Baylor is on a steep climb upward. We're going to find out in the next few weeks with Baylor as their schedule gets brutal here to in the month of November. But I really like, I really, really, really like what I've seen from Baylor. I love Dave Aranda. Home team, you're giving less than a field goal. I'm going to roll with Baylor confidently here in my second Big 12 pick of the week. Let's go now to my final one, and I'm going to lay the three and a half with Texas Tech over Kansas. Listen, last week was great for Kansas. Happy for Lance Leipold. Really liked the guy. Think he's an elite coach. They're tearing down goalposts. They're doing all this crap in Lawrence. Can you pick yourself back up from that and then go to Lubbock against a team that desperately needs this football game with a first-year head coach to get to a bowl game? Lubbock's a brutal place to play. They're very, they play very well at home. They were game against TCU last week for four quarters. This is not a pushover Texas Tech team. In fact, I think that they come out, and I really like them here. I think that they win this one by double digits. Kansas is fine. They, they're a fine football team, but they're not as good as anybody ever thought that they were in the month of September, and I think they've proven that throughout the Big 12. I would absolutely hammer this if this got to three or less. But, again, I, I, I think is I would handicap this at a touchdown or so. Kansas is probably getting a little bit too much love for what it did against Oklahoma State last week because of those injuries. So give me Texas Tech. We're going to lay the three and a half points. And we're going to go with those three Big 12 games for the picks this week. I am considering um, a few other games I just wanted to mention. And I'm going to run these by Mike Palm as well. Listen, the Iowa-Wisconsin under is tasty to me. And I know that that number is so low. I just, I've broken this game down enough. And I'm finding, I'm having a hard time picturing, you know, either offense going through the air much. I think the only way the under doesn't hit here is if you get, you know, one of those Iowa pick sixes or a block punt or something like that. I just, I don't think either of these offenses are even going to try. I, I, I think they're going to keep it on the ground, bleed a ton of clock. I'm really considering that, but that is such a small number. It's it's scary to be too confident. I'm not going to throw it in the locks. Staying in the Big Ten, Illinois minus six against Purdue. Classic bounce back situation. I don't know if they were overconfident against Michigan. Michigan State played like they had fired their coach last week. You know, you see that bump. They had that ugly deal happen against Michigan, and they came out very inspired. Illinois wasn't ready. What's going on with Purdue? The reason this isn't a lock is because the wind was so bad in West Lafayette last week. It really messed with Purdue. So their offense is good enough where I could see him snapping out of that. But I am going to play Illinois. It'll be at a smaller number, though. That'd be a great teaser to look into if you're into that type of thing. The other one for me is just kind of a system play. As you consider playing Arkansas at plus three and a half against LSU, you ask yourself the question, you know, motivation-wise, coming off of that highly emotional win against Bama, where is LSU going to be mentally? 
he's a really good coach, so I'm not expecting like this complete and total travesty of a meltdown for LSU. I would consider the three and a half with Arkansas if you like those system plays. I still think LSU is a much better football team there. So that one is a little bit tricky to me, but it definitely caught my eye. Same with Mississippi State at home against Georgia. If that thing got over 17, I think I would roll with Mike Leach. Smart coaches who will limit possessions, do all those sorts of things. Again, like for me, there was a lot of interesting games on the docket this week, but none that I were completely in love with. So I'm going to roll again with your recap for the picks. Iowa State minus one over Oklahoma State. I'm going to take Baylor minus two over Kansas State and Texas Tech minus three and a half over Kansas. Going with what we know, three small favorites in the Big 12, two of them being at home, one road team on the road against a squad that is completely uh, beat up with injuries. All right, there you have it. My picks this week, really not crazy about the week ahead of us. Uh, but so that what do you what do you do? You go back to what you know, and I probably watch about as much Big Twelve football as everybody. So I'm sticking with the Big Twelve this week, and I want to run these picks by my guy Mike Palm from Circa in Las Vegas. And Mike, I, I started to kind of zero in on Iowa State, Oklahoma State. Uh, it would have been a week and a half ago. I thought for Iowa State standpoint. Getting through West Virginia was going to be absolutely critical. They were able to do so. And now you have a super banged up Oklahoma State team. They struggle stopping the run. I kind of feel like they – Gundy's usually good in this spot, but that's when he actually has some some horses, right? They're, they are so banged up. I don't feel like Iowa State's as bad as 1-5 would indicate, especially with that defense. So I'm, I'm going to take the favored 1-5 team on the road in Stillwater. What do you think? It's one of my plays I already made this week. Um, it lines up to one and a half here at Circa. I would, you know, I don't do this too often, but you have these pleaser parlays where you're actually laying the opposite way. So you would lay eight or eight and a half, you know, a seven point pleaser. But like if you hit a three teamer, you know, it's, it's like 150 to one. So they're interesting. If you feel really strongly about a couple games, mm-hmm. um, I can see Iowa State winning this game by double digits. I just Oklahoma State, to your point, the walking wounded in the second half of these games. They're just trying to get to the bus. I mean, they're they're out of these games. They're not competitive. The season fell off a cliff for them. I know Sanders was out. They're obviously a different team than they were a month ago when they held a two touchdown lead at TCU uh, with 13 minutes to go in the game, and it's been downhill since then. I, I actually think Iowa State a top four, top five, uh, big 12 team. And if, you know, if TCU is still undefeated on that last game of the year, it wouldn't shock me if, if Iowa state beat them. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way, especially if they can get some semblance of a running game established. And they kind of saw signs of that last week against a, albeit a bad West Virginia team. Uh, my other two, uh, I want to go to another similar scenario. I just, feel like Kansas State may have maxed out this year and I'm high on them I have their win ticket on their over so I want them to win one more uh but I Mike Baylor was my pick in my preseason big 12 poll to win it and I feel like now we're starting to see that that Baylor team they did lose a lot of guys 
last year, and it feels like they're starting to mesh. Rand is a great coach. To see his teams peaking in November is no uh, surprise to anyone who follows this league. Sold out crowd in Waco. I got this game at two. And I just feel like it's two teams going in the opposite direction. Kansas State pretty depleted injury wise. I like Baylor under a field goal. I love I love the Bears this week. You know, I didn't play this game, but uh, I think when all said and done, Baylor might still be the Big Twelve champ. Um, it's a big win for them against Oklahoma. Uh, I, I I put Dave Aranda and the offensive coordinator at Baylor right up there as, as the best, if not one of the best two at their positions. I, I have a lot of respect for Dave Aranda. I just, this spot um, here this week, um, they're a better team than Kansas State. They should win this game. I didn't play it, but I, I don't hate your play. And I think the game probably gets to a field goal before they kick off tomorrow. Okay, yeah. And, and Kansas State, I, I I think I sense your hesitation there because it's Kansas State in the way that they play. Well, they're, they're prone to close games. I mean, that they I, I, a little I, bit like Iowa State in that sense. I, I think Cleveland's a great coach too, right? And he's, yeah. still, he's, still, he's still building his program, right? He's still putting together. And you, you got to have three, four, or five recruiting classes before you, you start getting to what you want. But I, you know, if, if you told me that Baylor won this game by three or four, I mean, I would I would say that that's probably the most likely of outcome. The last one for me, I'm not sold that Kansas did anything. I, I think Kansas probably getting a little too much love via the odds makers because of Oklahoma State's downfall after last week. They've been tearing down goalposts, celebrating. Good for them. They're going to a bowl game now. You got to go to Lubbock. And that is where it's a brutal place to play. And I like the motivation factor here for Texas Tech. Getting to a bowl game with Joey McGuire in year one would be one hell of an accomplishment. They just about have to win this week to do so. It's at three and a half. Uh, the hook doesn't really even bother me too much here because this is one where maybe one, the the play, the teaser play you were talking about, I, I think Texas Tech wins this game by double digits over a Kansas team that, listen, it's a great story. I've, I still have never really been sold that they're that good. In Lubbock, I really like Texas Tech here. Yeah, I thought Texas Tech was the right side and then the quarterback got hurt last week, but that was going to be a one-score game. That's a bad beat, really, if you had Texas Tech last week. I don't know about Kansas. I don't know what they showed against Oklahoma State, if it meant anything. The defense is no good, though. You, you know that. The defense has not been good all year. They got in shootouts, and they won some shootouts early. I, I see where it's kind of the end of the line. And the, McGuire's a great story. Um, I don't like the hook, though, in this spot. So it's a pass for me. Okay. The other games I just wanted to pick your brain about, I, I just, you know, we talk so much Iowa and Iowa State, so you can kind of get in your own head when it comes to – I just I have a really hard time seeing Iowa Wisconsin. It's going to be like thirty degrees there, going over thirty five, and it's terrifying because it's such a small number. But I mean, I I think these programs know each other so well, and I know that Chris got fired, but they keep Jim Leonard. He knows Iowa's offense. Like I, Iowa doesn't have much to you know surprise anybody offensively. Um, it, I, in my mind, it's got to be like a pick six or a block punt or something like that. This screams 13 to 10 either way written all over it. I'm really highly considering playing the under here. Is that Am I flirting with danger with a number that low? Well, your boy Trent Condon loves the under too. I was on okay. with him and uh, 
the old man this morning. And um, I played the game. I played Wisconsin. I'm going to let Iowa stick it in my backside three straight weeks. <laughs> I took a, I took eleven and a half with Northwestern. I, I, I laid three, three, three and a half with Purdue. Uh, but here, I just know the history of this rivalry. It's all Wisconsin. Wisconsin has come in and won and, and can they better than any other team in the Big Ten. They beat Iowa when they're in Madison. A lot of times, Iowa can't get off. They can't never move the ball against Wisconsin. They just they go gateway, you know, halves with no first downs. I just that's my memory, and I'm still not convinced Spencer Petras is, is a Division One quarterback despite them winning the last two games and miraculously almost resurrecting their season. They're not out of it in the Big Ten West. I mean, nobody really is, no. except Nebraska and Northwestern. Um, but uh, I, I played Wisconsin at a pick here. I think. Okay. I uh, Also, I'm intrigued by Illinois-Purdue. The only thing that scares me a little bit is it was so windy last week with Purdue, and it's just like I could see their offense having to bounce back, but – I don't know. Doesn't it seem bounce back wise? It feels like Illinois would be a decent spot here. I, I added it six. Uh, it's six and a half. I see floating around. Um, maybe it'll get to seven by kickoff. Are you intrigued by that one at all? I laid six on Wednesday. Oh, okay. Um, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And now it's six and a half in most places. Um, look, there's a lot of reasons to not hate Illinois off that loss to Michigan State, right? I mean, they outgained them. They had some untimely turnovers, some fourth downs. Bielema was right. I mean, this nonsense where Michigan State's got a guy falling down every play. They, they get a first down. They want to hurry up, stopping the clock. That was all a bunch of nonsense. And that game was highly affected by wind as well. But I think Illinois is pissed off coming off that loss last week. Still alive, obviously, for the Big Ten West. Purdue couldn't have looked worse to me. They looked lifeless. They looked slow. Mm-hmm. Slow against the Iowa offense. How did the Iowa offense run by people? This is the most pedestrian offense in Division One. They looked awful, and they kept saying AOC, AOC. Obviously, Aiden O'Connell. I said, well, "What does this, this this socialist woman from New York have to do with the game?" Then I figured out it was <laughs> Aiden O'Connell. He looked he looked awful. He looked at terror. I'm all over Illinois this week. I love okay. Illinois. I'd be I'd be shocked if this is a close game. Okay. Uh, the last one for me, it makes me nervous because I think LSU is genuinely a good team, and I like Brian Kelly as a coach a lot. But man, they're they're I kind of like Arkansas plus three and a half at home, looking for a letdown spot against LSU. But I, listen, I was all over it, Mike, earlier in the week, and the closer we get to kickoff, I've talked myself off of it because I'm like, you know, LSU's just gotten a lot better. So, do you have an opinion on that one? I'm just curious. This line stinks. It's four now. It still stinks. Why is it this line six? Arkansas, look, look, they couldn't do anything against your Liberty team. I yeah. mean, your Liberty team that killed BYU 38 in a row over BYU <laughs> for you. Yeah. Um, they, they, I, I didn't. I turned the game on mid second quarter. I said, Liberty's up two scores. What the heck's going on? They beat them. They beat them in the trenches. Liberty was a better team. The quarterback there is banged up. Uh, at Arkansas, I really thought Pittman had the second best team in the SEC West. He might not have the, the one of the top four teams. I, they're they're really limping. They get beat at home. I, they're struggling. I think LSU puts up a lot of points here. I, I like the other side. Okay, but the the line keeps me away because the line is so damn fishy. Think about that opening yeah. Monday night college football game between Florida State and LSU, uh-huh. and think about how much better those two teams have gotten this season. It's 
they might be the two most improved teams from week one in the country. Yeah, it's impressive. Uh, <laughs> and it lo- looks too like Norvell's got Florida State heading in the right direction. They're going to be a they're going to be a threat to win the ACC next year. It certainly looks like that. All right, Mike, appreciate your time. I, I said, I, I said, Chris, I said uh, um, before the season started, I wanted a book to put out a line, and, and it's a tough bet because it's years down the, the road. But which Florida school would make the playoff next? And I would make Florida State a pretty heavy favorite over Florida or Miami. Yeah, there you go. You nailed that one. Well done. When are they going to want to fire Billy Napier? That's that's got to be right down the pike. You would think, knowing how. It- and nobody like nobody likes him either. At least Brian Kelly, nobody likes him. He wins some games. Yeah, exactly. I actually <laughs> tweeted that after the game the other night. I said he seems like a generally repulsive human to want to have a beer with, but God damn, the guy can coach. He's incredible. So, Chris, the kid died. The kid died on the tower. The kid died on the tower. Five days later, at his press conference after the game, he talked about that young man for forty seconds, and then started talking about his contract negotiations. Yeah, I thought he was done at Notre Dame at that point. No, the, the community never forgave him. Yeah, yeah. Well, you would know better than me with your with your history oh, there. Yeah. Incredible. All right, thanks, Mike. Always appreciate your time, brother. All right, thanks. Happy Veterans Day to all the listeners. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Mike Palm <laughs> from you. out in Las Vegas at Circa. All right, well, we uh, we agree quite a bit this week. Definitely on Iowa State, probably on Baylor, and um, I think he I think he was with me on Texas Tech as well. So there you go. Great insight. Appreciate Circa bringing you the podcast. Best of luck betting this week, everybody. We appreciate you all. We love you all. And uh, thanks for listening to Iowa Everywhere. Iowa Everywhere. Thank you.